All right. Welcome, everyone, to Two Heels and a Face. This is our first show uh, after the rebrand reboot, formerly known as Lay at the Mat Down. Uh, my name is Charlie Vale. I am sitting here in the apartment of Brother Reed, Matthew Reed. So I wanted Delete. to introduce him. <laughs> How's it going, Matt? I'm pretty good. I'm so excited for this reboot. And just so you know, Lay at the Mat Down's not gone. It's now a blog at layatthematdown.com. Go follow it. And then unfollow me. And then follow me again. <laughs> exactly. To my left is Jim Walsh. Oh, man. This is a fun, I feel like... I just said before the show, I'm nervous. And I still feel nervous. It's like a <laughs> new beginning. I, it feels like I, we went and met with Vince. And Vince was like... It's not working. <laughs> We've been repackaged. You better change your gimmick yeah. now. And this is us being like, all right, we got a good gimmick. This is like when the New Day was formed. Maybe this is our New Day moment. It is a new day. It is a new day. Bootios. They make sure you ain't booty. Yeah. Right. Sponsorship number one. Yes. But speaking of new gimmicks, so um, with Lay at the Mat Down, so came some good things, came some learning experiences. Uh, we decided to have this new rebrand, this new uh, face based around um, two two heels, which are sitting to the left and the right of me, and the face being me right in the middle. So we've, we've learned that every single person here, every single person that enjoys wrestling, enjoys wrestling for different reasons, wants to talk about different things. Uh, we're not going to limit or pigeonhole ourselves to any sort of agenda that we feel like a listener might want to hear, although we do love and enjoy and appreciate our listeners. Uh, everyone goes up to the, the buffet table of wrestling and experiences in different ways, mm-hmm. takes in different things, enjoys certain aspects. So each one of us kind of bring a gimmick to the table, uh, you two being heels and me the face. I guess I would say mine is just more of the middleman, all around jack of trades. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, uh, can you explain a little bit about your gimmick and what you really like about wrestling the most? Well, I feel like I'm a lot different than a lot of the normal wrestling nerds because the things I care about are very stupid. Like, I care about the, well, I don't think it's stupid, but I care about the drama and I, yes. I'm very obsessed with ring attire. Like, if you get that wrong, like when Kalisto was like wearing a green shirt and then purple and gold trunks like or shorts or whatever fuck he wears the clashing <laughs> yeah i was mm-hmm. like use a color wheel kalisto <laughs> jesus christ but <laughs> anyway i i just like i see wrestling from that perspective i care about heat i care about heels and faces sometimes the actual wrestling match doesn't even matter to me it's it's like i i, I posted this on twitter the other day mm-hmm. i feel like i care more about wrestlers than wrestling like I will watch them do anything. I love up, up, down, down. I love total divas. I love total bellas. No, that yeah. makes sense because yeah. there is those pauses and matches that are mm-hmm. they're not based around a move. They're yeah. strictly based around yeah. advancing the storyline. Yeah. Uh, so that's something you might just appreciate on a different mm-hmm. level than an actual move. Uh, yeah. so I, that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. uh, Jim. What would you say is your gimmick? Man, Matt, you just like hit it out the park. <laughs> We've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah, and so. it's, it's not even the fact that... It's just everything you said it accurately describes how you view it. And the other reason that I'm like the opposite heel in the situation is because I can't... Matt is the quintessential things that I don't see. So like, in a good way. Like, he takes in the things that I like ignore. Not by... Not because I dislike them, but because I'm so focused in on the in-ring work and mm-hmm. how is the match, like, are they telling a story in the actual ring? Mm-hmm. What kind of drama is taking place while they're wrestling? Who looks crisp? Who looks like they're green as shit? Who, <laughs> who can't wrestle and who can? And I'm like, I think I'm on the counter, like, Charlie is such a good neutral and Matt mm-hmm. is such on the opposite, opposite side of the spectrum. It leaves me, who's like this extremely like picky like <laughs> wrestling nerd of like me. I don't like this because this. And I don't want to say I sound pretentious, but it's almost like my gimmick to be a little pretentious, <laughs> right? So I it take works. wrestling in. It works. It works. Yeah. yeah. I take it in as an art form, the mm-hmm. in-ring art form. I like more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I do like the drama, and I do appreciate good heel and face work. But once you get in the squared circle, my attention's on what happens 
during the match, and if you can go, you can go. And then I fall in love with the guys who maybe aren't as loved by the public, mm-hmm. but are loved by the people like me who are like, oh man, that guy yeah. can wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like my deal. Yeah, no, I think that I think a, a fault that we had last time, just being completely transparent, is that we tried to potentially make uh, the Lay at the Mat Down podcast, which is now a blog, and uh, something, actually, you might even do Lay at the Mat Down podcast yourselves in the future, probably. I could see you doing that. Mm-hmm. But we tried to make it something that we just thought people wanted to hear, yeah. and not just completely about ourselves. So I think, uh, the I know, actually, the premise of not pigeonholing yourself into one certain wrestling fan. Like, you are who you are. You like certain things. I like certain things. Matt likes certain things. Wrestling is a buffet, to steal that phrase. Um, is really our core identity here. We're going to talk about the things and the different perspectives. This may be the same thing, but from different perspectives. And we're going to talk about the things we enjoy. And we enjoy. we invite the listener to join the conversation. But we're not going to uh, change our agenda this is not to sound in a bad way. We're not going to change our agenda to potentially p- please someone else. Like, we'll answer mm-hmm. a question, but we're going to talk about the things we want to talk about. And if you like drama and storytelling, or if you like uh, the, the execution of a pop-up powerbomb, <laughs> then please feel free to join the conversation. If you don't, maybe we aren't the wrestling podcast for you, and that is completely okay with us. This is, I think, our stone-cold moment. <laughs> and I mean that in the sense of, in his career, when he was stunning Steve Austin in mm-hmm. WCW, mm-hmm. then he transitions to ECW, and he's kind of finding who he is. Mm-hmm. And he was going through all these gimmicks, and he goes to WWE, and they don't really put a gimmick on him right away. And it was when he was like, wait a minute, if I just be who I am and turn mm-hmm. that up, yeah, things can happen. And this is us being who we are, not mm-hmm. putting limitations on us because of what we want others to maybe think mm-hmm. we would like or that would like yeah mm-hmm. it's our stone cold moment of saying if i'm me and i do me well i can go off yeah and like they say if you try to please everyone you'll please no one that's true. right mm-hmm. yeah if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything mm-hmm. so i just want to make sure to the listener make it clear that that is our core and our identity and every show that we have is going every guest that we have is going to be based around that how does our guest uh, potentially you listening, hopefully you. We've had guests on before who are like certain certain things. We've had a guest on who's been really into New Japan re- pro wrestling, so we talked about that a little bit. Lucha. Um, yeah, Lucha, exactly. Chris, who we still see now and is a good friend of ours. But that's going gonna, gonna to be based around what do you like about it? Uh, but then a certain thing that we talk about, you know, you see it from one perspective, but actually here on the other side of me is another perspective. And then, you know, the face being... The crowd pleaser, which is what mm-hmm. I am. So, <laughs> essentially, we're a wrestling announce team, and you are yeah. Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not good. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want to be Michael. I would rather a Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, fine. You can be Mauro, and okay. I'll I'll take the JBL role. I was gonna say JBL. So I was gonna say I want to be Jerry the King. Lawler. Yeah, no yeah. one wants to come Jerry. <laughs> I'll be JR. Yeah. There we go. We found it. But Jerry King Lawler might the domestic charges. Oh yeah. <laughs> But really good. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, want to move on to NXT TakeOver? If that is what you want to talk about, then yes, Heck because yeah. we talk about what we want here. I um, do. Unfortunately, our friend Charlie had to go to a wedding, which is very selfish of him to celebrate love when he should be watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Unbelievable. But anyway, <laughs> I thought it was uh, a great pay-per-view. Uh, I actually did not get to see the end of the last match because uh, the network kept cutting off. Get your shit together, WWE. Mm, but um, the first match, I believe, like uh, that match really embodied what I love about wrestling. It was um, Bobby Roode's entrance. He came out to a, a full choir singing his song no in wow. an amazing like robe. When he walks out, I literally got goosebumps, and my girlfriend was sitting there watching it with me, and she's just now getting into wrestling. Yeah. She's, she's not huge into it, but she 
She's becoming a fan. She actually said to me, I have goosebumps. This is the most amazing thing I've the ever seen. The double goosebumps, right? Yeah, as you're yeah. Right next to each other. And seriously, when he turned around, pulled out his robe, and then the word rude just like was across oh, the Titantron yeah. mm-hmm. in the, the choir, it was literally the most glorious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I had to say There's it. only one word to describe <laughs> yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny. Ty Dillinger came out after him, and he has a pretty good entrance, and he's very over, and the crowd was chanting 10, but my girlfriend. And sometimes the best perspectives about wrestling come from a non-fan, I think. And yeah. she's like, he should have come out first. <laughs> right. Like, There's no way you can follow Bobby Roode. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, when his, his debut at the last takeover... He came down from the ceiling. I was like, how's he going to top this? He's like, fuck you. I topped this shit out of yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, I top- Excuse my language. He topped it, like, so much. Excellent. But where do you go from here? <laughs> it's crazy. But, yeah. Um, I thought Shinsuke with the violin was cool. That was and, really cool. Yeah. And this time he had, like, 20 violin <laughs> players. Yeah. And they just kept... Like, the camera work was perfect. Because as he walked down... Another another violin player kept popping into the camera, and I was like, "This is amazing." The only thing it was missing is for Samoa Joe to grab one of the violins and hit Shinsuke over the head with it. Or use it as some type of <laughs> yeah. yeah against him. His inner Jeff J- channel is inner Jeff Jarrett yeah, with a smaller seriously. instrument. Yes. <laughs> oh, is it a Samoa? Yeah. yeah, but um, what what do you think, Jim? Of the yeah, I, I I thought it was good. I actually was over at a, a buddy's house who hosted a game night and I convinced him to put it on in the background so that it would be like we'd be playing games and watching TakeOver and I was watching it with my friend Ryan who is like on the on, he, he looks at wrestling the same way I do a lot of my opinions you come right. from what comes around you so I take in wrestling the same way he does and um, <clears throat> we were talking a lot about like when Bobby Roode and Ty came out I was like, who goes over in this match and why? Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, I can see it going either way, but if they're going to use Bobby as this future... Bob, Bobby's not there to not go for the NXT title. Yeah. So, right. So yeah. Bobby can't lose until mm-hmm. he's in that title picture. So it sucks for Ty, because I really like Ty as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think his gimmick's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And watching him lose all the time, it's like... <laughs> Is he an NXT lifer? He might be. It might be the peak of his deal. But he's so over with the crowd, I want mm-hmm. him to succeed. Yeah. Rude's been cool. I'd say, like, from a ring perspective, in the in-ring match was good. I'd say, like, the in-ring with the hype, with them both being from Canada, the gimmicks being on point, I think, like, the whole situation... Was like to start the show was good. It's like a B minus. Like mm-hmm. wasn't stealing the show. Started yeah. the show well. Wasn't bad. Wasn't good. It was just uh, it was mm-hmm. there. You know. Yeah. It's cool. Do you guys feel bad for Ty? I don't, cause I feel like he's um, he's the kind of wrestler who's always gonna be around. He's always gonna have a job. Yeah. Cause um, he he gets people over, and you need those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, Tyler Breeze is similar to that, and he was struggling in on the main roster for a while, but he found his place. And like, it's not gonna happen right away. I don't think with anyone. If Ty goes to the main roster, he'll probably job for a few months, right? Just like Tyler did. But now look at Tyler Breeze. He's hilarious as a fashion police with Fandango. Mm-hmm. And who would have thought Fandango would be over <laughs> in 2016? So is Ty, I mean, is Ty a lifer, do you think? Or do you, th- do you think we'll see him on the main roster one day, even in a struggling role or a jobbing role? I think money rules. And if Ty can continue to be over, then they eventually can't deny it. Like... Oh, Vince isn't gonna turn away a guy who can make him money. If you could sell mm-hmm. the ten shirt, if that, mm-hmm. if you can make it a thing where it's like Bailey mm-hmm. was like, Bailey got herself to the point of over the top. Mm-hmm. If he can get himself all the way, people every show are going nuts for him. Then he's got a shot. Otherwise, mm-hmm. no. I think he's there. What about I, you? I think he's gonna make it to the main roster. I don't think they can deny it. Like. He's already so over. I think he's more over than Tyler was. And so. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I think so too. Actually. Yeah. And, like, he has a, a good, like, um, 
mainstream appeal in addition to um, like uh, appeal to the hardcore fans, I yeah. think. Because he's decent in the ring. He's not like AJ Styles or no, anything. But no. he's good. He is, but he, he's, he's he good, can work yeah. a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But he will sell t-shirts, I, I know that. That's, that's a thing. Like mm-hmm. That 10 thing was yeah. perfect, man. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. every year I'm oh, like, I was driving in the car <laughs> and I was like, damn it, if he comes out at 10 for a Royal Rumble one year, I'd be so happy. Yeah, like, it's seriously. a random dumb yeah. thought. It's like, here's the 10th entrance, please let it be tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even care about anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. You can connect that number in a lot of different ways. Yeah. yeah. Just like, as puns almost. Yeah. 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 It's it's sort of, it's I mean, the 10 chant to me is uh, similar to the Daniel Bryan yes. Oh, yeah. Which is not, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows that, but. Yeah. Could you see a Daniel Bryan underdog story with him? Like I know he loses a lot, but could that work on the main roster? Lose, 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 lose. I mean, it's uh, and then it's finally a, win. It's a tried and true formula. Like they're doing yeah. it with Sami Zayn right now. Yeah, I think they and they're already kind of doing it with him. I think it's possible. And then also like, like it's funny you mentioned the yes chant thing. Mm-hmm. It's that's actually a perfect analogy for because remember when we all went to that NXT show. Like people were chanting ten outside of his match. Yeah. Like Bailey did the cartwheel and the ten thing, and then right. the ref did the cartwheel and the ten thing. It's like that really. Uh, like if your chant can like almost his chant is gonna be more popular than him probably. Kind of like this the yes chant, and you're wearing a yes shirt. People are gonna be wearing <laughs> ten chants, <laughs> and then people are gonna. I I really do believe people are going to be starting to chant ten outside of wrestling the same way they chant yes outside. That's of a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. If he mm-hmm. like I said, if he can get that over, mm-hmm. that's his ticket because yeah. yeah, they were in Toronto last mm-hmm. night. But every time you ever watched, mm-hmm. if there was ever a count out, the ref would say yeah. one. The, every the crowd <laughs> chanted ten for every number, yeah. so the ref would go one. The crowd chanted ten. <laughs> They were chanting ten, and and it, those there's something to be said about those that quick word phrase mm-hmm. and a hand symbol. Yeah, that's what the hand symbol mm-hmm. and the ten with the fingers. It's yeah. like that's what yeah. that's that's the part of wrestling yeah. that it's like that's what makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. you want to be involved, yeah. and it's funny. I am almost like I'm like, why am I admitting this? But I would watch. NXT by myself in my apartment, and then I would do the ten thing by myself. Like, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, that's so, something too. To yeah. your point, that would get over with a person who doesn't watch wrestling. Yeah, that's a buffet. Mm-hmm. That's right on that wrestling buffet. Like mm-hmm. that's the person who. That's a shiny thing mm-hmm. that is fun. Yeah, it's not the meat and potatoes, but it's the it's the it's the yeah. fun. Like yeah. that's the garnish on the cake mm-hmm. or that's yeah, frosting yeah. on the cake that puts it over the top mm-hmm. that someone look at it and say oh that's cool that's got my interest why are they all chant yeah right. yeah and at the end of the day <laughs> people just want to be involved they want to they want to like sing along yeah <laughs> like people want to go to their concerts so they can sing along with their favorite artists like if like you want to go to a wrestling show and you want to chant what with a bunch of people you yeah. feel like you're in a community as annoying as what <clears throat> is right? right. But, and like yes like every time like a yes chant goes on I get goosebumps and like even like the not is over chants like when you're at a show there's so much fun to do like the lucha chant mm-hmm. yeah that's so much fun like when Kalisto comes out I don't even like Sin Cara or Kalisto that much but like when I'm at a show and they come out I'm doing the lucha right every time <laughs> it's an energy energy booster yeah. mm-hmm. and in that environment yeah you want to be on that high level of energy mm-hmm. it's just it's a natural as a human being just to want to do that yeah what do you think dude about about what? just I like the fact that we're just talking about Ty for a minute yeah <laughs> what do you think about him I love everything about him honestly mm-hmm. I've He's, I think the behind the scenes, he has such a good reputation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the fact that Seth, uh, on that Seth Rollins, uh, what was that show? Oh yeah, on 24. 24, Seth mm-hmm. Rollins 24, that when he was training, Seth Rollins worked with Ty Dillinger down in Orlando. And they were just working on stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think he'll get his time, yes, because he has such a good reputation. And it, like he's very respected. Yeah. Behind the scenes. So, he's helping out a lot of people right now, uh, which is great. I think 
it'll pay off. I think yeah. he's put in others before him right now, and I haven't seen, I guess, a time where you, you let other you put others over and then you don't finally get some of your cake eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it'll be, it'll happen. I don't know how soon it will be, but I think mm-hmm. what you guys are saying it'll happen. He'll get his time on the main roster. He'll get his big upset win after losing for four weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Maybe he um, gets like, he doesn't even need. Uh, he doesn't need to win anything in NXT. He just needs to be in the hunt. Yeah. Just um, when they did a couple years back, I don't know if you guys were on it at the time. They were doing like Breeze was in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Tyson Kid, Kid? Kid was mm-hmm. in the hunt. Neville was in the hunt, and what's his name was the champion. Zane? Uh, no. Or Zane was in the hunt and Neville was the champion. Okay. And it was like these four guys can all be viable contenders. That's mm-hmm. what they need. Like, yeah. if Joe's the champion, have Bobby in the hunt, Ty in the hunt, mm-hmm. somebody else in the hunt, yeah. and keep it keep it that way. And, and mm-hmm. that way, he doesn't need to win anything. He just yeah. needs to be there. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'll keep him relevant enough. Keep yeah. him relevant. So mm-hmm. you don't... You, there, if if it, A good storyline will not make you predict what's going on yeah. like you can't predict a good storyline mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's always a uh it's around maybe like a 50 to 50 chance of who could win yeah. those are the matches where mm-hmm. i find myself most most captivated mm-hmm. because the outcome usually throws me for a loop yeah and then after the dust settles i'm like wow it was a really good story because yeah. i didn't know what was going to happen yeah because you know there's if you follow a normal booking sense you can usually mm-hmm. lead you to the past yeah. uh, or, or like past behavior this is probably mm-hmm. what's going to happen yeah. But if they tell a good storyline and it doesn't maybe follow that traditional booking. Yeah. Uh, NXT does that perfectly when they mm-hmm. change a title at a house show. Yeah. Like that is on un- that's unheard of. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen since like the yeah. 90s maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do great things like that. They could do that with Ty where if they make him relevant enough where he might sneak a win out in a triple threat. Maybe he has like a really close roll up mm-hmm. and you think that's going to be the 3 and it, your heart just jumps. Yeah. That that'll help tell that story. Yeah. Yeah, it it reminds me of the um the Miz Dolph Ziggler thing. It's like, um, even though the ending was predictable with Dolph not ending his career, they really had you like believing it was gonna happen. Right. <laughs> it was funny because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, that was predictable," but except all of you predicted that Dolph was gonna lose. <laughs> I thought Dolph was gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. And they had like, I'm not sure if they leaked rumors or something mm-hmm. that Dolph was. Uh, considering like, a stand-up comedy bookings, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, this was, is like Stealth's gonna do his so stand-up perfect. comedy thing, and this is gonna be yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was fooled. Yeah, so I was totally comedy. fooled. I was like, in those um, false finishes, they really got me. Right. Yeah. That it, was my match of the year, by the way. Thus yeah. far, yeah. still not over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, we got a couple months left. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Do you want to go on to the next match? Uh, yeah. Or did you have something to say? Uh, I, let's like now. I want to talk about every match that happened at Takeover because no. I do want to talk about some of the stuff that's gonna happen tonight. Okay. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. I just want to touch point. on two more matches. Okay. Sure. Specifically, and Matt, <laughs> and before you got here, we we're like, dude, doesn't it feel like we just won the NXT Tag Titles last night? Like, <laughs> yeah, we, for the boys. Like, we won. Yeah. Like, we, yeah. <laughs> at three times last night. Show that shirt to the camera. Yeah. Come on, my guy, dude. <laughs> yeah. I hugged you once. Yeah. Um, He's anyways, talking about Tommaso yeah. Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. So NXT's <laughs> been running that script of the revival, um, and Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano, and there's a local promotion in the city called AAW that's based out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listen who don't know what I'm talking about, we feel really connected to them because the three of us would go to every monthly show that AAW would. Put on, and Gargano was a staple there, and Ciampa was a staple there. People that were consistently there every month, <clears throat> so we would see them. And we got into it a little bit late, towards the end of their run. Yeah. But when we would go, you would be like, "Oh my gosh, the crowd's in love with these guys," and you kind of fell in love with them. You got to meet them after the show, talk to them, wish them good luck, shake their hand, whatnot, and whatnot. And after watching them leave to sign the full-time contract and then run this angle and watch everybody else in the world <laughs> fall in love with the same guys that we fell in love with in this little room at Bourbon Street mm-hmm. is, like, surreal. So yeah. to watch them get actually get over, you're like, wait a minute, they can do it. <laughs> then they put on a great match the first time they fought the Revival, and you're like, wow, 
Dude, the crowd was like all into that. They mm-hmm. wanted him to win. They almost won. It was fantastic in the ring, considered maybe a match of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Then for them to get the rematch last night, <clears throat> I'm not kidding you. I know you haven't seen it. It was no joke. If you could, from my perspective of like the smarky, narky, <laughs> in-ring style shit, you can't have Call done. Call himself a narc. <laughs> sorry. You no, couldn't have done. This is smart ass. Yeah. You couldn't have done a better in-ring match than that tag match last night. The Revival, was, and that's not just because Gargano and Ciampa are awesome. It's because the Revival are fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. They're amazing. I like. They make everyone look good. They're like on a level of like Ric Flair in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like making people look good. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. unreal. And not to discredit Ciampa or Gargano, right? But yeah. yeah. But they're on a they're on that Ty Dillinger level, even exceeded Ty Dillinger level of making someone else look good. Yeah, right. Um, the revival. Yeah, I well, I think they're way higher. Than I, I think Dillinger. they're ready to come up. Yeah, that's why yeah. they lost. Yeah. Not well, it was a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Um, DIY is on the rise because they're two indie guys, the cruiserweight classic. They have that compelling background story. They're great in the ring. They got it all. And then mm-hmm. the revival was just so good that it was like, okay, let's pass it to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the revival was up within the next month or two. Yeah, yeah. because they're mm-hmm. ready. The, yeah, yeah, that's what. That's why. That's another. Sh- that's another shooty <laughs> gimmick of who they really are. Mm-hmm. They're two indie guys who really did it themselves. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of. I mean, a lot of indie guys have done it yourself. Start from the yeah. indies and come up. But they use that as their gimmick. Yeah. To be like, we're scrappy and we're mm-hmm. not, we weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. And now look at us. Like, mm-hmm. we did it ourselves. We're not blaming an excuse on someone else. Like, like this is us. Yeah. Um, I think it that ins- gimmick is perfect for them. It inspires me, like, just watching them and, like, the things I do, like, in stand up comedy and entrepreneurship. I'm like, what am I waiting for? Like, I just need to do this. And take it like you don't waste. Take action, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's, I love. Honestly, it's becoming my favorite hobby is to take a wrestling gimmick and apply it to life. Yeah, <laughs> it works so well. It works so well. Yeah, like Pentagon Junior makes me feel that I, I shouldn't have any anxiety or yeah. fear about anything <laughs> yes. about my my next call with a client. Why, why do I have any fear? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Pentagon Junior doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's so perfect. Oh man. I love that. Not to compare, I hate comparing because in wrestling because uh, it's just not fair to the performer sometimes. But mm-hmm. what would you, what would you uh, compare, good and bad, better or worse, for their match that I haven't seen at this takeover to Brooklyn, those two teams? It was the same structure, okay. except the two out of three falls drama allowed mm-hmm. both teams to look good, mm-hmm. both teams to show off. Um, what they can do, and then it was really it was like oh, okay, so two out of three falls allows you to do two things in a match. This drama gets mm-hmm. intensified. Yeah. So you, if you have an emotional connection to someone, two out of three falls turns that up tenfold. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the in ring component, you know that someone's there's got to be two pins. Well. You, there's never a two out of three falls. I mean, there is. That's a sweep. That's a sweep but yeah. you know, there's gonna be three pins mm-hmm. in a match, and it's a lot of good wrestling and a, and a lot of ways mm-hmm. to creatively do it. Because you can't do the same pin if you beat someone with this one move the first time to get the first fall. You odds are they are not gonna do the same thing to get the second fall. Yeah. So it it allows it opens up the possibility the realm of possibilities, and when the revival does. In the ring, of cutting the ring off and yep. and working together and mm-hmm. pulling the ref out or going and knocking the partner mm-hmm. or doing all the little sly heel stuff, mm-hmm. it what it, it takes that drama and turns it up, yeah. yep. turns it up and mm-hmm. makes you want all oh, those like I remember mm-hmm. Gargano and Champa um, legitimately got a pin combination like after a big move set on one of the two mm-hmm. and after the guy kicked out I was like damn it that's it like. That was that was the sequence. Mm-hmm. That We're was not gonna shot. win now. Yeah. I was like the revival's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Which I I'm so stupid because <laughs> obviously it's mm-hmm. not the revival's time. Like I knew yeah. before I was like the revival can't win this match. But, but you, during the they match, had you I, guessing. They had you guessing. as the match mm-hmm. goes on, I'm sitting mm-hmm. there going, Wait though. That was, that, I've seen sequences <laughs> and I know that mm-hmm. when they if he kicked out of that, they're yep. gonna have problems. Yeah. Um one thing I like wanted to bring up about the yeah. match is um 
I don't know if this was the re- revival being great heels or Gargano just being a great baby face, but like you really, really, really felt for Gargano because they were cutting off the ring, they're holding him, they were attacking his legs. Yeah. They put him in the exact same um submission that reverse um, figure four. Yeah, that made him tap out last time right. after working his leg. Okay. And, and you could see the pain on his face, and you're like, it's over. There's no way. Like, his legs, like, probably already like, still hurt from last time. Almost. Right. And, like, he, like, barely crawls to the ropes. And But then after that, you're like, how can he even come back now? Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, he can't crawl across the ring. And, like, it's, like, it's normal, like, old school wrestling. Old like, school, man. Psychology. Yeah. But, it, like, psychology. when you're watching the match, you don't think about Oh, this is the thing they're doing. That's what that's what makes a good wrestling match is yep. when you don't realize they're using those tricks to confuse you and, right. and make you feel different emotions. Like I love the revival, but I was so fucking mad at them during this match. <laughs> that's I was insane. like these assholes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why NXT doesn't need to have a, like the main roster. They don't need to have a freaking. Uh, it's Halloween. Let's smash a pumpkin over someone's yeah, head. Exactly. Like NXT doesn't need to do that mm-hmm. because they they can make a two out of three falls match mm-hmm. feel like a hell in the cell type yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even put. They've had one cage match. Yeah. They don't even one ladder match. Right. They don't need to put these mm-hmm. crazy stipulations in there mm-hmm. because the little stuff yeah. is done so well. Yeah. Like, they haven't had any weapons based matches. Like they don't need it. And it still feels great. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of the. They do a lot of the in-ring. Let the wrestling be the drama, mm-hmm. which is unique. Mm-hmm. WWE does let the drama be the drama, and the mm-hmm. wrestling caters to the drama yeah. of the show mm-hmm. because it's on a grander stage. Mm-hmm. And NXT does there's drama, but let the in-ring wrestling be the the, the heart, the carrier, the, yeah. the carrier of the show, and that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, less is more sometimes, and you don't need to have a bunch of fluff around a main, main roster storyline that just does, just make it mean something in the simplest mm-hmm. way possible. Yeah, um, that's that's what I just love mm-hmm. about NXT, and yeah. it sounds like they continue to do that in this match. Oh yeah, you gotta watch it. It's, mm-hmm. It was great. Soon. Yeah. Um, what was the other match you wanted? To talk the about? last one is obviously the championship match because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone saw it coming. The result. So mm-hmm. Samoa Joe wrestles Shinsuke, and everybody's kind of saying to themselves, Joe's going to get called up. This is Joe's. Right. Um, he <laughs> loses. He gets called up. He's ready. He's been in TNA. He's the good choice. NXT needs Shinsuke for a while longer. However, with that being said, Shinsuke's such a draw and such a unique personality, and he, he brings mm-hmm. so much to the program that he's on that uh, maybe Vince didn't see it. Wanna, I don't know who makes the calls. I shouldn't say Vince like I know. Right. Whoever's making the calls decides maybe we should have him lose to get him up here quicker than mm-hmm. not. And Joe can carry the NXT brand mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a little while longer. Because let's not be like pretend that there's more money in Samoa Joe than there is Nakamura. He has mm-hmm. an international appeal, <laughs> a unique look, right. the coolest theme music of all time. Mm-hmm. And he's an insanely talented wrestler so in the match you're watching it and the same thing you're like Joe at the end like murders him mm-hmm. like it was close and there's a Kinshasa but then the end happens and Joe like beats him up and you're like holy shit that's weird like <laughs> to go out like Joe kicking your ass yeah but NXT if they're gonna lose that big personality they needed to to be like oh Samoa Joe is a beast dude like he whooped Shinsuke's ass. No one's whooped Shinsuke's ass like mm-hmm. that. Yada, yada. And then transitioning into the rumors of big things happening tonight, would any of us be surprised if he somehow was involved in the show? Not mm-hmm. saying that he's going to be, but if you're going to shake things up and really change the main picture scene, no one, and, and maybe there are rumors of weird stuff going down at Survivor Series, if Nakamura was in some way involved, I wouldn't be surprised anymore. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a possibility that they just do a rubber match between the two and Nakamura doesn't come up? Do you think that's more likely, or do you think it's more likely Nakamura goes to the main roster? I think it could be like a combo deal. Like when Owens came up while still... Owens lost the belt to Balor, came up, 
still wrestled one more time in NXT, but while was on the main roster. Yeah, but that and when, he did double duty. Yeah, when mm-hmm. Owens was doing NXT Brooklyn, he was a full main roster guy beating John Cena. With the mm-hmm. NXT title in hand. Mm-hmm. He brought it. He, I mean, it was on the main yeah. roster, the NXT title. Yeah, then he mm-hmm. lost it while he was on the main roster right. to Finn. Mm-hmm. And rematched Finn while on the main roster yes. and lost it. And it didn't hurt his credibility at all. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the maybe that's the move. Maybe they have him pull double duty. Or they just have him lose, come up, and that's it. You Now, now you got Bobby Roode, Joe. There it is. Mm-hmm. Two TNA guys going mm-hmm. at each other. Proving it on the big stage, but let, let's take a second to take in in different ways um, mm-hmm. Nakamura because I want to hear what you think about him, Matt, and what you, what you like and dislike about him. Um, Just in general, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's a great wrestler. Um, just uh, I don't feel like he's connected with me just yet, though. Um, I thought his matches are amazing, but I just I was not that excited about this match and until I saw the build-up. And it was not because of Nakamura. It was because of Joe. It was Joe destroying everyone. It reminded me of like Stone Cold before the... I think it was like 97 or 98 Royal Rumble where he was just beating out everybody in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Like Joe just going around beating up everybody until they give him Nakamura. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so badass. And I, that's what really got me into it. It was cool. But I think Nakamura is great in the ring. but uh, And then I think his entrance is great. But I feel like it for me it's missing. Um, what What is missing? What is missing from Nakamura? I don't know if I can even like... Put if Paul, words, if, if he was to be a Heyman guy, I think would that's that what be needs. the missing piece? I think so that's it's what speaking. He needs. So it's Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I rela- think it is. the relatable but, piece is missing. Is but what? then, like, I don't feel like anything's missing with Asuka. Like, she can't really speak English either. And mm-hmm. but I feel like she she has more. Um, I don't know. Her personality draws me in more. Like, her match with Mickey James, it wasn't the best match, but she had some funny moments, and, like, I don't okay. know. Uh, like, when they were, like, put like sitting on the rope to let the other person in, do you remember that? Yeah, that, I don't know, that stuff kind of, like, made me laugh, and I was like, oh, like, she can't speak English, but she understands how to communicate and, and like, can speak through her wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Nakamura is doing that. It's much, I do like him, but, yeah, I'm yeah. just not as in on him as everyone else. Okay. I also had a theory about why Joe wins, and I think they may still keep Nakamura down at NXT and have Joe, like, they do the rubber match, and Nakamura wins, but they give Joe this win because he is, um, to make him look dominant, and you said he, like, beat him down really bad at the end. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, setting up, um, to make Joe look strong, because I feel like He's the perfect person to finally beat Brock. <laughs> I think either one of them could be put in the against Lesnar situation oh, yeah. Actually, and, if, and win. Yeah. If Nakamura becomes a Heyman guy, that would be yeah. like, interesting. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. That but would. yeah, Charles, sw- what do you think about a it? swerve? A swerve where mm-hmm. Nakamura shows up at Survivor Series tonight. Uh-huh. And Heyman teams with him against Brock. Yep, and uh-huh. Brock goes on his own after tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm not sure what the huge rumor is about tonight, but I would I would lean towards. I think I would lean towards because I feel that there's better heels right now in NXT than there are better mid mid card heels that there are mm-hmm. in NXT. I mm-hmm. would I would say that the appeal of a two-time NXT champion feels better than the appeal of a one-time NXT champion. Mm-hmm. So this is a long-term Joe move. Uh, so I would agree yeah. with you in that fact. Okay. I think Nakamura stays and they do a rubber and mm-hmm. and, and Nakamura wins it back and Joe eventually goes up before mm-hmm. Nakamura. Mm-hmm. But Joe comes up with a full head of steam yeah. and he annihilates people. Yeah. And he has like so much so much power built up mm-hmm. that he's a monster Yeah, um, from a two-time mm-hmm. NXT title reign. Yeah, so, I just... I want to see someone beat down um, Brock Lesnar, or at least beat him, because, I don't know, ever since that Orton match, I've, like, and then even a few matches before that, I'm kind of getting very sick of Brock, like, his suplexes, and he just seems like a dick. Maybe I'm being worked, but, <laughs> like, I don't know. I know, uh, 
I don't believe for a second Goldberg is going to beat him. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I don't either, and that's why I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't for a second think Goldberg's going to beat him, and that's why I think he can. If, because then, everybody in the world mm-hmm. tonight is watching that match knowing Brock's going to win, and mm-hmm. that's why something goofy's going to happen. Otherwise, it's bad like I feel like that'd be such a waste to have a 50-year-old man beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it'd be horrible. It needs to be... A young guy. It needs to be a monster, like Samoa Joe, I think, or a Nakamura who's, like, highly skilled, or Kevin Owens who, mm-hmm. like, can't... Or Finn. Size-wise, like, makes sense. Yeah. Someone who can benefit from it. Because there's no point yeah, of having too. Brock beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania yeah. if you're not gonna mm-hmm. then... Transfer that over to someone yeah, exactly. else. Who's that, be I think that's why we wouldn't be surprised in the least if Brock destroys Goldberg like he's supposed to, or beats Goldberg like he's supposed mm-hmm. to, and then something after the match goofy happens. Because I, I, I think it's cool that we have different perspectives on the Joe Nakamura thing, mm-hmm. but money talks, man, and there's no money in Samoa Joe. At the end of the day. No matter, really? I don't. There's dude, less. There's, I would say there's less there's than Nakamura. Well, I'd say there's less. Owens can do what Joe. Joe is just another big tough guy. When WWE has tons of big tough guys, Nakamura is one international. That's a reason for different people to watch. There hasn't been a Japanese like yeah. mega star that ever. Sense, yeah. That's yeah. money. That's mm-hmm. we yeah, travel, go over true. here. It's money. He's. Beyond charismatic, I don't know. There, I've had talks with people like Martin, my buddy, who thinks Joe's an NXT lifer because they signed him so late in his run. He's like, oh, he's there to help that brand like mm-hmm. get better. He was like, Joe's gonna get caught up, or Joe could be there for a long time. Yeah, like a Dillinger mm-hmm. on on um, helping the yeah. main level guys. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's not a bad call. You guys mm-hmm. aren't wrong, and I'm not wrong. Joe has appeal. Right. Mm-hmm. Nakamura has appeal. Mm-hmm. Either one could beat. Either one would be like, oh, they can maybe beat Lesnar. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's more money in and on the main roster. Yeah, the flair of things <laughs> is more important than the. Yeah. Than Woo! the. <clears throat> yeah, Nakamura the, is gonna be great. And Nakamura has this. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They'll sell that jacket. Oh, yeah. They'll sell the jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't want to buy that jacket? They sell the jacket, the armband. He's already selling more shirts, Nakamura. Yeah. He has to be, at least just from the, yeah. the strong style. The eye test, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, yeah, how many shows have you ever gone to, indie or big, and seen someone walk around with a SoCal Samoa Joe shirt on? Yeah. I mean, few. Yeah. A few. Yeah, few. Compared to a That's strong a style shirt. Whatever, yeah. and it, and it just, has parodies like yeah. the King of Dong style, the yeah. Joey Ryan shirt. Right. He's got the, he's got the <laughs> money symbol on mm-hmm. his head. If I, you get parodied, that means you're big. I think I think Joe <laughs> I think Joe has the potential to be, uh, this guy could possibly shoot on you, type mm-hmm. of heel on the main roster that they just don't screw up for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like like Rusev, when Rusev is winning, he's the best. And then he went through. I know there were some things backstage, but he went through that run of he was. Then he was a joke for a while. And then he was back, and now he's lost the reins. So I'm not scared. Like, if Joe was like the Rusev that never was... The Rusev that never lost, yeah. maybe. Yeah. like um, I don't know. I, I don't see Rusev as a threat anymore now when he gets in the ring with someone. I don't either. Unless he's had a bunch of wins recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, just if I'm like playing, the, to suspending my disbelief. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I think Joe has potential to be that, that scary. I don't know if any face can beat him heel. Um, yeah. You know, just because he's beaten Nakamura, mm-hmm. and he, they could—I don't know—if he comes up to the main roster and they keep him scary, keep him scary yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I think he could be that way. Yeah, very true. But not saying that it's more money. No, yeah, but, but and I'm not saying money is the end all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, it sometimes I, is. I sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. I have to sit back and be like, if I was running the show, what was what's the call on like trying to make it more profitable while yeah. keeping it interesting? Like it, it's. <clears throat> WWE likes to uh, emasculate is the word I'm looking for heels emasculate uh, heels. Yeah, it's not not a Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar can work face Seth too. Rollins. Yeah, like right. yeah. a, a mas- and then even Owens, Owens, mm-hmm. even AJ Styles. Like mm-hmm. I can't win without the help of the club. Mm-hmm. 
that they like to emasculate heels in, in certain ways. Because Rusev. They, yeah. mm-hmm. So, I don't know, just like a non-emasculated heel. Oh, that's Joe. such a good... Wow, that's such a good thing to say that you brought up. Mm-hmm. When's the last time there has been a non-emasculated heel? When Orton went on his one. major heel run, he cheated all the time. Like I know cheating gets you heat, but when is the... Le- when Lesnar was supposed to be the non-emasculated heel and the people fell in love with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he beat the Undertaker without mm-hmm. cheating, like murders. Mm-hmm. Him. Then he beats the Undertaker, right. and the Undertaker cheats. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Undertaker steals a victory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he he was supposed to be like the hated heel, and everybody was like, "Whoa, that's really cool." Yeah, yeah. a heel who doesn't cheat but will just muscle bust you twice <laughs> and, yeah, and maybe, beat you. Yeah, maybe if they don't <laughs> cheat, you like them. Maybe if you don't, if they don't cheat, people go, "Whoa, he's badass." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's uh, it makes just, it more believable. Just hit a yeah. epiphany because <laughs> when Owens was winning mm-hmm. as a heel on the roster, he'd get the biggest pop because he'd go out there, he'd wrestle, he'd mm-hmm. win, he'd do his little smart, smirmy like bitch ass stuff in the ring and talk shit, but then he'd beat you, and yeah, get the mm-hmm. pop. And so maybe heels, mm-hmm. especially with little kids, especially yeah. with the younger crowd. I have two students that come up to me every day. Because they know I'm like an Owens fan and a Styles fan, mm-hmm. and they'll come up to me every day and be like, "You, oh, you know, Owens is trash. Owens, is trash. <laughs> Owens can't do it. Owens is trash." Yeah, like, that was actually a very deep voice for a little child. No, so I'm picturing he's that. a big, he's a big fan. <laughs> Owens is trash. So hey, funny. Mr. Welsh, Owens is trash. And I'm like, so funny. and I laugh. I'm like, you don't know child like yeah. but there Old it child. is he doesn't think the only reason he thinks I'm like I'm always like what do you think about styles that's so funny oh yeah. my god alright so if we want to switch gears before yeah. sure we run out of time Survivor Series is upon us Charlie because I feel like you've been in the shadows in the past two discussions with Survivor Series looming what has you most intrigued uh, the switching of belts to different shows. Because there's two belts on the line from people yeah. from a different show, so a switch would make sense. Um, and SmackDown is a land of opportunity, and mm-hmm. who needs more opportunity right now than cruiserweights? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, and I don't even know if the demographics of... I can't say the demographics of SmackDown are what they were with the other brand split, uh, meaning there's a lot more Hispanics going to SmackDown, mm-hmm. because that was the... That was, a main factor when Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio were having the run on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. During that. And then you had the rich white man, the JBL as the heel. Um, right? So I, mean, I don't know if that's if I don't know if that's the demographic of who's going to SmackDown, but a Kalisto mm-hmm. a Kalisto with a cruiserweight title on Raw or excuse me, on SmackDown mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. a little bit. If that is if that is kind of how it is. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a cheaper show and you're appealing to just more people of that. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's I don't huh. know the mm-hmm. statistics. But um, I'm intrigued just potentially by the title swapping. And then Zayn, although we love Zayn, Zayn is floundering, so maybe an IC run would help him. Totally. Oh, um, yeah. Even though that takes away from why people love him because he's a lovable loser. Uh, some of that just makes sense, I feel. So I'm intrigued by that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to... I'm looking forward to really every match on the card and the fact that there's not a ton of matches, but they're... Mm-hmm. So hopefully... These these traditional survive, uh, five on fives will get a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and there isn't going to be really quick, pointless eliminations. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I just remember when the brand split did happen, and I was kind of on the way out of watching wrestling in like early two thousand two, I think, or two thousand three. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a this like the SmackDown version of a Survivor Series match, and people were getting eliminated so quick. Mm-hmm. And these are ma- these are their top like this is. So these are SmackDown's best five against SmackDown's second best five. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, I, I think I just watched Raw's before that. And everyone on Raw got the right amount of time. And, I, and, then, I, and then SmackDown went on and, people, and the big show was eliminated in like four seconds. And I'm like, wait a second. I, I don't know. I just don't want to see any of that malarkey tonight. So <laughs> and I, that's a, I'm looking forward to just an, everyone in those matches getting the proper amount of time that they need. With the tag team match, it might be a little different because it's 10 and 10. Yeah. But, I you know, I really, I just hope that they do it right. They have the opportunity to do it right. 
at, in each mm-hmm. match. So yeah. people need to give their amount of time. Even Alicia Fox, give her something to do mm-hmm. in this match and not just get bounced. Yeah. Um, and just make every elimination mm-hmm. mean something for the future. So those are the two things I'm going to be looking for the most mm-hmm. tonight. It's a good question. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to the women's match. Um Mostly because I want to see what the managers are going to do, or the coaches. Yeah. Because um, I love what they're doing with Natty. If you watch Total Divas, this is what they're doing with Natty is her real personality. Okay. The crazy cat lady who tries to be hip, but is not at all. She's basically a mom with no kids. Right. <laughs> so, and Well, her cats are her children. Mm-hmm. Like she, she keeps quoting song lyrics and then saying... And then, like, when someone asks her, like, why did you just quote that song? She's like, what song? <laughs> it's really funny. That's funny. Yeah. She, like, quoted... She's out of touch. Yeah. She, like, quoted Chumbawamba. And Alexa Bliss is like, Chumbawamba? Natty, are you serious? She's like, what's Chumbawamba? <laughs> it was so funny. So she knows the song, but she doesn't know who sings it? Or so she, she doesn't even know. know that she's quoting a song. So what did she you... think she's being original? So she said, "I get knocked down, but I get up again." Yeah, it's so funny. That's funny. Yeah. And like she's walking around That's with funny. a whistle, like trying to keep everyone in line. Like she, um, Nikki and Carmella were fighting outside the ring during one of Nikki's matches, and uh, Natty came out, and started blowing a whistle on their faces. I'm just very excited for this, and I know like her and. And the fact that um, Dana Brooke doesn't have to wrestle, she can just, like, talk shit, which is the thing she does That's best. Nice. Right. And, like, her and Natty fighting with each other on the outside arguing, I know is going to be hilarious. And, That's funny. And then I feel like there's going to be, um, like, Trinity and Charlotte are going to have some very huge spots, I'm sure. Like, why why, why uh, Naomi so much? Oh, because she's a, a freak athlete. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's been doing, like, springboard moves. Did you mm-hmm. see on SmackDown, she did a springboard plancha to the outside of the ring yes. on top of everybody. I was like, that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see women do that very often. So spottier stuff for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, as long as she's going to get her spots. The weird thing is, like, Bailey like, stomping down Nikki on SmackDown. That was so weird for me. Cause like I can't see Bailey ever acting like a heel, like um like the whole Raw team was beating up Becky, yeah. and like Bailey was like stomping with him, and like this looks crazy to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. Fit her person. Yeah, she's like never not had a fair fight. Yeah. She really helped the person up, yeah. let him dust himself <laughs> off, and then yeah. go at it. Yeah, but um yeah. Also, I'm excited about the um the men's um, Survivor Series match, um the single uh, one. I, I I think it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be amazing. I'm not the biggest fan of Survivor Series matches. But maybe because I haven't watched that many. And the recent ones haven't been very good. Yeah. Yeah. Like last year, the only traditional Survivor Series match was like on the pre-show, wasn't it? No, there was a there was one pre-show. But the, that wasn't even just a storyline. That was just like uh-huh. heels and faces who didn't make the cut. Uh-huh. And then I think they had... I think they had one at the end too. Well, right? I don't, I don't even remember last year. So yeah, I yeah, it was not memorable. Because Sting was two years ago. Sting was two years ago. The Dolph Ziggler year, which was done fantastically, mm-hmm. was two years ago. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, that's oh, you know what closed out Survivor Series last year was Dean and Roman. Oh yeah, and then the cash in. So that oh, so the the five the five on five didn't even close the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was Survivor Series last year when Roman. Roman won the title. Yeah, then they have a tournament. They had a tournament because right? Seth got hurt. Yeah, because Seth got hurt. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, so and then Sheamus <laughs> took it right off him after with a cash in. Yeah, yeah. I I guess like it's like I haven't been excited about a Survivor Series match, so I guess I'm going into it like with fresh eyes. I'm I'm definitely gonna try to enjoy it and not like be negative about it. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about the women's match the most, and then um, I want to see like I don't know how I feel about Shane McMahon being in it. Like I feel like the Raw team is much stronger than the SmackDown mm-hmm. men's team, like by a lot, because they have like they have Braun Strowman, they and and then like the SmackDown team has a non wrestler. He's old. <laughs> right. He's like, and then also they have, the Raw team has Roman, and like, I don't, it doesn't seem that believable that SmackDown could win. Right. But, but that, no, that's a good point. Is Undertaker yeah. on a SmackDown team? 
No, he just came out to he was he just came out to be a uh, basic. It was yeah. it was equivalent. It was a wrestling equivalent of Ray Lewis hyping up a yeah. random college basketball yeah. team in the locker room. He just came out there and gave him a pep talk. Yeah, basically. I already put him on notice. Like a yeah, lot of people were saying it was win. because he's like gonna be mm-hmm. back until that yeah. till Mania to end his career. Like mm-hmm. go on one last three month run to end mm-hmm. his career. There was rumor. I read a rumor come all about the. Booking rumors. Dirt sheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I read a rumor that Royal Rumble could be Styles and Undertaker. And Undertaker takes it off Styles. And then Cena wins the Rumble. And oh. Cena beats Undertaker to break Ric Flair's record. Because I've heard that Undertaker wants to go out to Cena. Hmm. I guess that would, I guess like that would be fine. It's like the changing of like the legendary good. guard. Right, that would be good. Cena win, breaks Ric Flair's record at mm-hmm. WrestleMania, beats The Undertaker, retires The Undertaker. Who better to do it than Superman? He beats everybody. Mm-hmm. So That's fine. I think they could have a really good match. A Styles-Undertaker match would be I've just, dr- that's a dream match. Someone yeah. else needs a Rumble victory. Cena's won so many. Someone else needs a Rumble victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but where, where else? How else is Cena gonna get his title shot? And maybe someone else. Maybe someone else gets a Rumble victory, and then Cena somehow gets the title shot anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, would that surprise us for John Cena to break record to retire the Undertaker, win the mm-hmm. belt? Undertaker also gets one more title run. That's like doing right by the people that have. That make I mean it makes sense. It makes I'm not sense. gonna say it's not. It doesn't make sense. So we'll see, but. Um, the Royal Rumble was just my favorite match, and I feel that the last close. the last two uh, haven't been as good as I wanted. Who won the last one? It was Triple H. Oh yeah. That makes that made sense because he, cool. he was trying to help Roman. Yeah. It was it was I popped when Roman was eliminated from last year. Yeah. yeah. But I feel there's you can do a Royal Rumble so much better. You can do it so much better than I they've know. done the last two years. So yeah. I don't know. I just I wouldn't. Well, I would want Cena to get a title shot another way. Mm-hmm. It's not. It makes sense though. What you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What about What about Survivor Series for you tonight? Um, I agree. The title. I think Zayn wins the Intercontinental. I'm excited for it. Then I think Kalisto wins the Cruiserweight because this is like could be a mini spoiler because they tape that new Cruiserweight show on Tuesdays. Yeah, that's. I thought about that too. They taped that 504. They, they, <laughs> they taped so 205 yeah. after mm-hmm. SmackDown on Tuesdays. Because it's an hour mm-hmm. show, and then that's. Yeah, that gives, they kind of. They run SmackDown, <laughs> then they tape. Or they tape 205 before, one of the two. So to put them on Tuesdays makes more sense. Then they'll travel with them, and they'll get accustomed to that roster. They'll oh, that be makes there. too much sense. So, mm-hmm. so for sure, Kalisto wins. That makes yeah. too much sense. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm Getting, I'm going to the SmackDown. I'm going to buy tickets to that SmackDown in December in Chicago. Is there a double feature like a Raw SmackDown? Yeah, I want to buy tickets to both. <laughs> but does that mean if I buy a SmackDown ticket that I'm going to get to watch an hour or two of the Cruiserweight show? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's tight. Yeah, yeah it's like made it real tight. Whatever. It's it's almost yeah. like the Sunday Night Heat yeah. of but better. Yeah, in mm-hmm. an hour instead yeah. of it's maybe like, I don't know what awesome, yeah. they they never said if it's a half hour hour. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I would pay extra to see an hour of that and then mm-hmm. lead into SmackDown. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Rather than just a full Raw. <clears throat> SmackDown's like better. SmackDown, SmackDown is better. They have to the better show right now. SmackDown is better show. It's not even a contest. Like, it's so much better of a show. Yeah. yeah. So, the stories are just better, more well-defined. They're similar to like the NXT story. Like, yes. It's yep. closer to NXT than it is to Raw. Raw wouldn't have yep. done yep. to James mm-hmm. Ellsworth what SmackDown has. Yep, yep. The Raw mm-hmm. writers wouldn't have put him in Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Look at this guy gets a response from the mm-hmm. crowd, yada yada. Then the mm-hmm. SmackDown writers were like, "Use it, yeah, use yeah. him. He's getting yeah. response. Use him. Mm-hmm. Put him in the picture." They wrote yeah. a whole story around a jobber. Right, Raw would never have done that. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. different. Yeah. It's different. Raw's mm-hmm. following the same formula that yeah. we all hate. Yeah, for years. For yeah. years, SmackDown is so different. Yeah. It's because it has the BB. I honestly think it's because of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I think, I think so Daniel Bryan too. is in those meetings, speaking mm-hmm. his mind. Saying let's do work shoots, let's mm-hmm. let's involve Ellsworth. Why yeah. not? Like mm-hmm. he is your anti corporate, yeah, right. And mm-hmm. and they're, yeah. it shows how they're being. It's definitely not Shane. Yeah, <laughs> I like Shane, but it. I, I, I mean, we don't know. Why do you know. say it's definitely not Shane? That's because I just don't. I think Shane. Act, actually, it's it's silly for even for me to even speak on. Like I know who writes the show. I'm sure 
from what I've read, Vince still has the final say. However, oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, he is, has given the... He's... Raw's his baby, so he orchestrates the Raw storyline. He is letting the SmackDown people do what they want. However, if he wanted to make a change, he can. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, Daniel probably does sit on the meetings, the writing meetings, but it, but we don't know if Daniel's doing the writing. It might just be the writers mm-hmm. having a little bit more freedom than the Raw writers. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, because they're not being... Yeah, I think Daniel Bryan might not be writing, but I think he's speaking up. Yeah, he could, and, and it's it's just an opportunity mm-hmm. for the SmackDown crew to see what works and what doesn't work, and then don't be surprised if Raw makes changes based on. It's like a less of a. Why not take a chance on a show that's still building mm-hmm. than the show that's gonna? Actually, I don't know what I'm saying. No, but you, I feel like. You're saying, no, yeah, Ross playing it safer. It's like a pilot test. Ross like, playing it yeah. safer because yeah. they have more to lose. Yeah, yeah so pilot like, something on mm-hmm. SmackDown and yeah. see how it goes. And then Vince mm-hmm. can be like, wow, that went real well. Yeah. Let's use something like that on Raw. Yeah. yeah. And SmackDown is going to be that NXT. Let's try something new. Yeah. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, real quick, I'm excited for the two title matches. And then I'd be stupid if I didn't wasn't interested in Lesnar. I don't really care about Goldberg. I was never a WCW guy. I actually loved Goldberg as a kid, but he's just too old now. <laughs> I just want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's done well just for being mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. a one-time thing, I think he's mm-hmm. done well just being back. Yeah. Um, I just, once again, time, time is so important to me in matches. And if it, if this is a 10-minute, if this is a 10-minute yeah. Stupid, stupid fest. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> if the, yeah, if this is a ten minute, I'm gonna try to hit you with four F fives kind of match right mm-hmm. off the bat without building into it. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I don't know. Ty, honestly, I feel like that's been my biggest complaint mm-hmm. when I do get mad at booking. Yeah, is just the amount of time someone was given mm-hmm. to tell a story. Yeah, like I heard that re- I heard that rematch I have with Randy and Brock at All State Arena mm-hmm. was. A qu- like a quick match. They like went to the outside immediately, and there was like a couple chair shots, followed by an F five. Like I heard it was like done in like ten minutes or something. And it's just like, oh, why build it up if it's mm-hmm. gonna be over before you can even get invested yeah. in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people have a short attention span sometimes. Like <laughs> they do. Yeah, there's times when um. There'll be match of the year candidates where at the beginning people are chanting boring. <laughs> it's, it's like because they always start slow and but guess what you just gotta stick through it and if you do it'll be worth it that's <laughs> like all the good stuff so happens true. at the end like it's gonna be a little slow and boring at the beginning but you gotta wait through it and you gotta give them the time it's just as simple as that if yeah, you give if, the, and like these people are professionals yeah. if you give any of them the time most I would not all of them but I would say like 80% We'll put on a great match if you give them the time. Right. Mm-hmm. you got to be patient. I yeah. completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, let me get a yeah, yeah, yeah. quick opinion about Ellsworth. Okay. Um, and do you think, what kind of effect do you think he'll have on the match? On the match? Uh, yeah, the Survivor Series match. Oh, that's a really good question. Do you want to take this one first, Jim? <laughs> I think, think he's it. he's a he's a story enhancer, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're keeping him around because he's a good at story enhancer, mm-hmm. and he's the underdog role, and he's funny. So mm-hmm. he'll play this role of like yeah. the goofball guy. But he's a story enhancer, so he'll attempt to coach the team to success. But I don't wouldn't be surprised if he, <laughs> he caused the fun. inner feud between mm-hmm. members of. Team what if he What if he trips up Styles and is the real Styles is eliminated? <laughs> I feel like that would be the only huge payoff you could do with him. Oh, he, he screws, He's, he messes over AJ? He messes up AJ Styles, and that's why Styles is eliminated. I I just had this idea, but I think it'd be pretty funny if they did this, is if he's on the outside, and then say, like, Braun Strowman or someone gets mad and, like, beats him down, and then that actually gets the SmackDown team all pissed because they, 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 like, have grown to love him. And it kind of, oh. like, and it actually like gets them the victory because they feel so emotional that like their boy That's just got beat down. That's great. And then yeah. and then they lift up Ellsworth at the end and he's unconscious. Yeah. And they're lifting him yeah. up in victory. Yeah. 
Oh man, I think that was a scorching, wow, really scorching like hot take. Yeah, so they're losing at first. So SmackDown, I think SmackDown wins actually tonight, but yeah. they're losing at first, and then there's the yeah. there's the beat up on Ellsworth, and mm-hmm. it really fuels. Yeah, it unites them, right? Because yeah. everyone mm-hmm. is hinting they're gonna turn on each other. Yeah, but maybe it'll mm-hmm. unite a Dean and an AJ. That'd be a good story. Yeah, I think Ellsworth is an interesting. Yeah. It's, it's just mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. that they're letting this jobber guy who mm-hmm. had no career, no business even being there, mm-hmm. go from nothing to... Mm-hmm. It is cool. Everything. Yeah. I think he's making me like Dean more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never... I, it'd be interesting to like Google James Ellsworth and watch an actual match. Yeah. Have you guys done that? I haven't done nope. that. Just to see if he can <laughs> work at all or... Yeah. I don't know. That's our homework for the next <laughs> podcast. You know Watch who is a big proponent of all the Ellsworth um, things, the way they've used them and everything? It was Chris Jericho. Oh, really? Nice. In the, in, yeah. the, in the podcast and in Backstage Reports, supposedly Jericho was the one who was like, listen, kid, like, do this, this, and this. Do this. And mentored him mm-hmm. right away. And uh, it kind of helped yeah. him out. Supposedly, Ellsworth said in like a thing saying like dude Chris is one of the nicest people I've ever met without him some of this might not have happened so I think Jericho has a big presence backstage yeah yeah. more than people realize and more than just backstage fights which he seems to do no Khalees the other Sin Cara is the one who that's right. like Sin Cara knocked out Jericho yeah but but (laughs) I've heard things that Sin Cara is the one who yeah, he loves constantly it. gets into Yeah, you gotta fight with one of the Vaudevillains. Yeah. Like somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Well that shows I mean, he was kicked off the bus, so that shows Who was? Sinkar right mm-hmm. after that. Right after that altercation yeah. on the bus. Mm-hmm. I guess he got kicked off and he's like changing into a different locker room now. I heard all this stuff. So oh, I think that shows how respected to your point that Jericho yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, Jericho is very respected because I feel like he he in a polite way will stick up, will say what he thinks and yeah. stick up for what he believes in. Yeah. You can do that and you don't have to be an asshole about it. Yeah. Exactly. So I think people will respect you if you, if you, any, in anything in life, not just wrestling, yeah. in business, in mm-hmm. friendships, if you yeah. can say what's on your mind, but not in a way that is very hurtful. Yeah. Uh, I think you gain a lot of respect. So I think that's what he does. All right. Well, we're pretty much out of time, so on that note, I guess we should close out the podcast. This has been super fun. That uh, was a lot of fun. I won't lie; like some of our takes were pretty, pretty hot. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, some of the stuff I was like, listen, I was like, kind of got goosebumps a few times. I was like, yeah, this is. Oh my god! I like the things that came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for the future. Yeah, so mm-hmm. two heels and a face coming at you consistently. Yeah. And the way that we want it. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, be on the lookout for social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to build that up again, yeah. which we will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and also, lay at the mat. Yeah. Down. Go to layatthematdown.com. Follow at layatthemat on Twitter. Um, we don't have a Twitter for two heels and a face just yet, but I will edit that in when we get it. Um, yeah, follow. At Fat Reed, that's me, Matt Reed. Fat Reed with two T's, just like the name Matt. Follow at Chuck Co- underscore Colorado. Chuck underscore Colorado. Yeah, follow. Yeah. J-M-W-3-L-S-H. Yeah, all these weird spellings. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, I feel like I gotta reinvent my Twitter game. It needs a new gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. It's like yeah. us. It's like us. All right. It's a work in progress. Yeah. So... We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. This has been Two Heels and a Face.